So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the Perfect Beach Finder Quiz exclusively at Beachbound.com. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, Happy Hour listeners? I'm Becca Kufrin. And I am Michelle Young. And we're excited to be back with you once again this week for the first time ever. We have a new guest who will be joining Happy Hour, and that is Mr. Sean Lowe, one of our favorites. So we can't wait to have him on very shortly. (laughs) Yes, we are so excited. And even though he is this new guest, he's definitely not new to Bachelor Nation. He's Mm -hmm. been around for quite some time. And... He actually is going to make some type of appearance in his in Zach's season coming forward. And I have so many questions for this man just because I feel like there's so many different things that are going on. There's so many different factors when you're like stepping into the lead role. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really curious to kind of hear the advice that he gives to Zach. And Becca, you and I were kind of just talking about this of how how does somebody come in being in Bachelor World? He's gone through it. He's been a lead. He had a very successful relationship. But to come in and give advice in now a new world of with social media and, and the leads having to navigate that social media platform. And that's something that's in the mm-hmm. back of your head as you're filming. 
And so I'm curious to see like the perspective he's going to bring. Yeah. Oh, uh, definitely. And he, for all of our listeners out there, Sean was Bachelor in 2013. Um, I was fresh out of college. I remember I just moved back home watching this <laughs> season with my mom. My mom like loved him. And so he, it was, I would say a different era of the Bachelor franchise as a whole. You know, like you said, social media. I mean, Facebook was around. Instagram was kind of just starting, but it was a completely different ball game at that time. Um, and I think every lead goes into their season different. Obviously, Zach's going into his season, which is coming out next week, by the way, which is crazy to think, um, in a completely different mindset that I'm sure either one of us felt when we were stepping into that role. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see. I'm glad that Sean was there to be a sounding board to offer advice. I'm sure he went in with the intention of like wanting Zach to find love and to find a relationship that he can build on outside of the show. I, I would be interested to see if he had social media and that aspect in the back of his mind. Um, when he went into his season, I can imagine he probably didn't. So it's totally different, but he has lived in this world now for almost a, well I, god now it is a decade damn um so yeah we definitely have a lot to pick his brain on um i'm excited to see sean it's been a, a few seasons i think since we've seen him make an appearance on somebody's season i guess so with that i mean we can just keep talking and speculating and spewing but um i think we should just bring him on and get into this right michelle i'm i'm excited i'm excited let's bring him on bring on the man Well, welcome to Happy Hour, Sean. Michelle and I were just saying, I mean, you've been in this franchise for a hot second, but this is your first official appearance on Happy Hour. Yeah. So um, why are you bringing the old man out of retirement? What's, <laughs> what, what's going on here? <laughs> right, we didn't bring about. you up. The franchise brought you back out. We heard you make a little guest appearance this season. Yeah, I, I spent some time with Zach. I, I love that guy. Yeah, we um, we're going to get into all of that. I do have to say, though, just speaking of like time frames and everything, your season aired in and correct me if I'm wrong, 2013, right? Yeah, 10 years ago. How do you not age? You literally look the same. Hey, thank you. What is the skincare routine? How can I get I'm, it? I'm a words of affirmation person. So keep keep this coming. That, <laughs> I'm over here laughing, Sean, because this girl is brown nosing you. She literally, before you got on, Becca goes, I just graduated college <laughs> when your season came on. I was still in college, Sean. Oh, that college sounds good. I mean, I, I hear from people all the time who are like, oh, my mom loves you. I was yep. eight years old and she would let me, you know, watch That's, The Bachelor did, with her. So I did say that literally too. what she said. Sean, my mom does love you. Good. Well, tell your mom I love her too. I think I might have told you this when I first met you and Catherine a couple years ago, but she fell in love with you. And this is a throwback to, I think it was Emily's season when you brought her to your hometown uh -huh. and you did the whole setup where you were like, I still live with my parents. I don't do my laundry. My room's a mess. I'm waiting for my mom to clean it. And then at the end of the day, you're like, haha, joke's on you. I'm actually like a functioning adult. And my mom, <laughs> that's when she fell in love. She's like, this guy is great. He needs to be the bachelor. So she, that was, that was oh. the moment that you hooked mama Jill. 
Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Over the years, that's probably the number one moment that people point out. Like, we yeah. loved it. It was hilarious. It was so good. It was so good. What how the, many, I would say one of the iconic moments of the franchise. How many people actually thought you still don't do, like, that you actually didn't do your laundry? Did you get so many messages about that? Uh, well, I mean, if you watch the episode, it's pretty clear. Like, it's a joke. It's a okay. joke. They, they put, yeah. like, stuffed animals all over the room too, to make it look like I was extra childish. Yeah, it was um, to the extreme. I think most people understood. <laughs> it was so good. Um, well, let's just catch up. How has life been? How is everything with Catherine and the cute kiddos? Uh, Catherine and I are taking a break. Um, I thought I would <laughs> announce it here on your podcast first. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. The headlines are going to go wild after this. <laughs> just no, you wait, Sean. This man knows what he's doing. <laughs> life could get, not get be any better. We... Um, we, I mean, we just, we have a beautiful life. We're, we're so incredibly grateful and thankful. We've got three kids who drive me absolutely up the walls, but um, <laughs> we love them anyway. And You'll they're healthy them. and happy. And Catherine and I, it's funny, like not to sound too cliche, but 10 years ago when we're shooting The Bachelor, we were having these conversations like, what does the future look like? And we start talking about how we want to have a family and how we just want to be with our best friend. And mm -hmm. at the end of a long day, uh, be on the couch in our sweatpants and watch a movie. Well, 10 years later, we're, we're living our dreams. So I'm super great. Uh, I love that. <laughs> Such a cute fam. It's how, really old, how old are the kids now? Six, four, and three. So we waste time and we are currently in the thick of it. Um, oh, yeah. You have your hands full. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious then. Those those are like pivotal ages for each of them. That's, that's wild. But what is your... What is your number one pet peeve that your kids do? You don't have to go down the line of which kid, just I in got, general. I got a laundry list of. <laughs> hey, like, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, let's see. Off the top of my head, it drives me nuts when they'll yell like, daddy, daddy, daddy. And I'm not even in the same room. I'm like upstairs somewhere. And I, they just daddy, like they expect me to come find them. Like, no, mm -hmm. come. Come find me. Just come <laughs> shouting daddy. Uh, that's probably the first one that comes to mind. But, you know, they, they do a lot of things that irritate Catherine and I. Um, but they also have some good qualities, too. Yeah. Well, I, I hate to break it to you, but uh, they never grow out of that face. I still do that to my mom when I'm home. Mom, <laughs> yeah. mom. And I do the thing, too. I don't know if your kids do this where I try to incentivize her. Like, mom, um, if you come to me and bring me a bowl of popcorn, I'll give you a kiss and a hug or something. Something like that, that I, I wish my kids would do that. When I was there. Likely to do it. <laughs> you have to start bargaining with them. Like, I'll come to you if you give me a hug. Well, I did. This morning, I had milk that my daughter wanted. And I'm like, just give me a kiss. I'll give you the milk. And she refused to give me a kiss. I'm not giving you the milk. And then after like 20 minutes of negotiating, she finally gave me the kiss. And then she got the milk. Wow. <laughs> when they want to. Oh, Precious. So how were your holidays? Did you do anything fun with them? Do you have any special traditions that you do as your family? Uh, yeah, the holidays were great. Christmas, my whole extended family, they're all here in the Dallas area. They all came to our house. We had a full house. Uh, couldn't have been better just hanging out. We did karaoke. Um, so Catherine loves to incorporate some of her uh, Filipino traditions. Filipinos love karaoke. Mm -hmm. And so this really? year we brought a karaoke machine into our house and the whole family did that. That was a blast. I love that. Um, in terms of traditions, my dad started one years ago that Catherine absolutely loves. He calls it Jammy Coco Christmas. And that is when <laughs> you put your pajamas on and then you drive the neighborhood looking at Christmas lights, listening to Christmas music. 
Um, and so we did that as a family, and that was a great time too. Oh, I love that. I'm stealing that Christmas yeah. straight out yeah. of a Christmas <laughs> movie. Yeah, my dad needs to trademark it. That's perfect. Oh my gosh, she's gonna be like the tour That's... guide one year, like picking up people and be like, "Come on, Jamie, Coco, Christmas, hop in." If you knew my dad, you would know absolutely. he would love that. <laughs> That's oh, absolutely fun. amazing. So you have you do have the holidays and roll into New Year's and you know, you think about all the everything that's going on. You said that you and Catherine used to like talk about the moments like this that you're literally living out day by day. Yep. Do you have any more plans in the future? Like potentially more kids? Can we oh, see a man. baby low number four? Do <laughs> um, you already got your hands full? <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I've been asked that. I think oh. <laughs> uh, originally our plan was to have more than three. And then we had three, three and we realized like, holy crap, this is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might we might be done. Um, we, we talk about it occasionally. We, we're really happy with the way our family looks and feels right now. Like our two boys and our girl being the youngest, um, everyone is just, we're in a a really good groove. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that we want to go back to diapers. We just got Mia out of diapers. (laughs) We're happy with three. So I think we might be settled here. Yeah. Well, whatever you decide, I mean, you have just the cutest family right now. And Speaking of family, so you and Catherine have been married almost nine years, right? It was about a year after the show where you, well, you actually had the wedding on TV. I forgot about that part. Um, What, and I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but what is like one of your secrets or one or two bits of advice that you would say makes a healthy marriage? Oh, man. So number one, and this is really the easiest, it's the hardest and it's the easiest, but it's commit. You have to commit no matter what, no matter what your feelings tell you, your feelings are going to lie to you in case you didn't know that there's a newsflash. Like there are going to be days where Catherine does not feel like loving me and vice versa, but we have together committed to make it work no matter what. And I think when you commit, what you find over time is that your relationship gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And the foundation is getting firmer and firmer and firmer. Uh, And then when you couple that with both of us, like the foundation of our lives is our faith. So with our faith and then commitment, um, it, it's really that simple. And like like I said, it can also be the hardest thing because there are days where it's really difficult and we still argue and we still fight and we still have all the same issues that any couple has, but we just know like in the worst of it, we're still going to be together. At the end of the day, I still love her madly. I'm not going anywhere no matter what. She knows that. I know that. Um, so I, I tell people all the time, like a healthy, good marriage starts with commitment Mm -hmm. that's so true though and that's i love the fact that you added in it's the it's simple because it's one word but Mm -hmm. it's also so difficult on those days with emotions and thinking with your head when when your heart is pissed off that's (laughs) that's hard and to expand on it like the world that we currently live in like just having a little bit of notoriety having million followers or whatever the case may be i think it's really easy to fool yourself that the grass is greener or i've got all these other options you know mm-hmm. oh plenty of guys would love to be with me or girls would love to be with me whatever like it's just the grass is not greener uh yeah. you find so much fulfillment uh in committing to the person that you vowed to love for the rest of your life and so that's that's my message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you say yeah, you're going to love them forever, love them forever. It, yeah. it is so interesting as kind of like you're talking around your piece of advice. And 
as a lead, you were a lead 10 years ago. And like you said, the world is so different now. And being a lead in Bachelor Nation with the drastic pulls of social media, that's also different. How do you feel like you're able to kind of come into Zach's season and really like deliver advice to him with that difference? But also you have, you know, you have a successful relationship, but it was also in a different time period, you know? Uh, I didn't mean to say time period, era. I feel like that made you sound so old. But do you get what, yeah, but do you get what I'm kind of like asking? saying it was 10 years ago, you He looks great, y'all. He looks great. But but yeah, there's just such different pressures now to be a lead. Well, I I know what you mean. And like they, they invited me on, but I went into it not knowing who Zach is as a man. Um, and I think I'm a pretty good read of character. And um, I think we have had a lot of leads in the past where you can just tell within a, the first few minutes of meeting them, like, this guy is really not serious. He might make for entertaining TV. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the chances of him actually getting engaged and ultimately getting married are slim to none, right? Mm-hmm. Within the first few minutes of meeting Zach, I could just tell he's a different guy. Like, he is... Um, he's a good guy, but I could also tell that he was completely sincere and he was vulnerable enough to just ask me, uh, like real questions. Like, how did you handle this? Uh, what did you do in this situation? Um, and I knew it wasn't for the cameras. And in fact, he's called me post-show just to, um, to check in with me. And, you know, it's, um, so I say all that to say is like, I, I knew when I was giving Zach advice, he would take it to heart and Mm -hmm. I have the utmost confidence that he's going to be a great bachelor. Now, who knows what that means in terms of ratings. Um, but I, I knew that he would take my advice. And so I think it's, it's general advice. It's, I don't know the social media aspect, probably, you know, he, he might have to deal with some stuff that I didn't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was so, 10 years ago. There was social media, by the way, Michelle. Uh, yeah. I know that there's social media. It was just, no, I get what you're saying. It, it was just more of like the fact as, okay. So when you're a lead, you come off, from just being a contestant. So you just went through the, like that massive learning curve of being in the public eye, being vulnerable, and then so many people have words for you of like how you handled yourself. And so then you roll over into being a lead and you can be, you know, genuine, authentic. Um, but it's so hard sometimes to not feel robotic at times because you're just in the back of your head, there's always like you know that some so many people are going to have an issue with something. Like, how will this be perceived? How what are people going to say about me in a certain situation? Yeah, yeah it can I- completely engulf you. And it, Clayton was very open about that. You know, it just you tense up. On, and you're talking about on the social media side, like the comments that you're going to read and things like that? Just in the back of your head of you went through, you kind of went through a beating, whether you were loved or not loved. You You went through all these different comments of, whether it's in the comment section, whether it's on Reddit, whether someone always is has an issue with what you're doing, and that's really hard to then go into a lead and sometimes have it in the back of your head and not have that in the front of your head. Because yeah. Do you know yeah, what I'm that, saying? That can definitely be challenging. And back back in my day, back in the olden days, like Twitter was the biggest <laughs> thing, right? This was back when I was a boy. <laughs> and I, I remember having some of those thoughts. I think for me, the biggest thing personally was like, I don't want to do or say anything that's going to embarrass my family or, or um, yeah. you know, put me in a bad position when this is all over because I had, and I, 
no way to know like life would look like it does all these years later. I thought I'd go back and work a normal job and do those things. So I didn't want to do anything that would put any of that in peril. Um, and probably like the comments on Twitter was secondary, but I, I still had those thoughts too. But I think, you know, and, and you guys know after a week or two of filming, it's almost like you forget about the cameras. Some of that stuff drowns out. And then I was able just to kind of open up. I was probably a little bit more free in my my expressions and my thoughts and things like that. And I, I really didn't think about it as much. Um, but with that being said, mm -hmm. everybody's different. That's just kind yeah. of how I handled it. Yeah. Well, and Sean, to play, like, I can, I feel like I, I'm kind of on the fence of like, I'm sure what you experience and Michelle, what you experience, like when I was lead, which was 2017, 2018, it was the time where like social media, yes, was around, but like this whole world of influencing hadn't really fully blown up yet. It came after that. And so like, yeah, people would do like small ads here and there, but it wasn't mm -hmm. like the world that it is now. So like from my personal experience, when I went in on Ari season of The Bachelor, you know, like I had no idea what I was getting into. I had no idea what social media would even be because I had 438 followers. Like it was like my friends from high school, from college. And like that was it. I didn't like I wasn't exposed to like the world it is today. And so right after that, when I went into The Bachelorette, I wasn't really thinking about social media in the back of my head. I like my full focus was like, I want to find a partner that's good for me, that will mm -hmm. fit into my life with my family and vice versa. It wasn't until coming out where things really blew up, where that's when I realized like, oh, wow, this is a totally different ballgame. And this is something that I didn't even think to think about when I was yeah. in that position. And so, I mean, and you you both that's experienced true. being leads and you you know how you kind of have to compartmentalize your relationships with every contestant. I feel like that's what you have to do with this process in general. Like you have your like your chapters of this. Like you go through being the lead and that you film for a couple months and you're in the mindset of like finding love and really being so expressive with your feelings and your emotions. And then you come out of it and then you go through this whirlwind of press and then your show airs. So it's like all these different pieces of it that Zach hasn't fully experienced a lot of it yet. So, so Sean, I'm sure like when you went in, it was probably like, yeah. we keep saying the show's going back to the basics. Like it, you, I'm, and, and I would love to like pick your brain on this, but when you went in to meet with Zach, was it focused more on that love, like finding the right partner for you, for your life and vice versa? Um, so when I met with Zach, it was more of just like, Hey, this is about to be crazy. It, like you, you think you're prepared, but you <laughs> really true. don't know. You don't know what you're walking into and it will mm -hmm. be so surreal and it's going to be nuts. And then the hardest part will probably be after the camera stop rolling. And like you said, the press is about to start and he's just, it's, it's a whirlwind, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I wanted to really just prepare him mentally for all of that. And I also wanted to be realistic with him. Like, hey, I know you're filming a TV show and the goal is to hopefully find love. But I also wanted to tell him like, hey, it's okay if that didn't happen. Like there's mm -hmm. a chance you could meet 25 wonderful women, but one of them might not be a match for you. And that's okay to walk mm -hmm. away from all this and say, hey, I gave it a try. I had a great experience once in a lifetime, but you know, it didn't work out for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I just wanted Zach to know, like, don't don't make this harder than it really needs to be, because it is. Mm -hmm. If you can just relax and have fun with it, it's an amazing opportunity to travel really? the world and do things that you would never do otherwise. Like it's so much fun. So just en enjoy every moment of it and relax. You know, don't worry about all the other crap. Truly, truly, yeah. 
Best advice right what there. Was... Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> don't I, I was I love that you said don't worry about all the other crap. I'm I'm actually reading a book where like at one part this woman is so caught up in like finding the right job and like figuring herself out in life and she's like putting so much pressure on what other people are thinking of her and basically the conclusion is like no one effing cares like people want you to succeed and be happy in whatever way shape or form that is (laughs) and I was like this is a great bit of advice that I think everyone could use at any point in their life um so when you went in to meet Mm -hmm. with him what did he what did Zach seem most nervous about like is there any really great questions he asked you that you could kind of guide him on Um, you know, he was, if I had to sum it up, he was probably more nervous and anxious, um, which most normal people would be not knowing what's in store for you over the course of yeah. three months. Um, and I, you know, I'm not really there to give advice. I've, I've done that for so many, how many times have they brought the old guy out of retirement to, to give advice <laughs> to these new bachelors? Um, like, I just want to, you're not even old at all. No, you're really not. <laughs> makes me feel very old. No, I'm not. <laughs> Michelle makes us all feel feel old. I get it. No, no. You know, more more than anything, I wasn't there to give advice. I just wanted him to know, like, hey, you've got a buddy here. If you need me, reach out. And uh, it was kind of cool. But we did FaceTime a couple times throughout the season um, just because I wanted to make sure he was he was doing well mentally. It can definitely take a toll on you, especially when you're the lead. You really don't have friends. You know, when you're one of 25 guys on The Bachelorette, you can kind of make yeah. friends and you can talk to them when you're not filming and hang out. You really don't have that luxury as a lead outside of some other producers around you. Um, so I just wanted him to know like, Hey, very few people have gone through this, but I have. So if you need me, I'm here for you. I really mm-hmm. love the way that you kind of have broken down how you and Zach have built a relationship throughout him being announced to now getting ready for him to air. Um, on on the show and with all of that you haven't you've been in bachelor nation and for like those who you know follow you on social media might keep up with everything but you aren't always around and now recently you've come back would you say that you came back because like does a part of zach remind you of yourself well the truth is that I'm desperately clinging to my 15 minutes of fame and I saw my <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> no, so that's where it came from. <laughs> no, it, it, it's honestly as simple as I got to know Zach. I really, really like Zach. Like we will mm-hmm. be friends. Um, and, and listen, this first episode, they're going to show some absolutely ridiculous stuff with me and Zach. I said, I will do this, but I don't want to do the, the same old, same old, sit down, give advice. Uh, the guy's not really listening. I said, if I'm going to do it, let's let's try to make it funny. Yeah. So we put ourselves in some really funny situations. I don't know how it's going to proceed. Be perceived on <laughs> oh, um, I'm so intrigued. We, I know it seems like like a young gra- like a young grasshopper situation, Karate Kid. <laughs> this, well, it was you're training him in. Yeah. You're, I'm just like watching him in, you like yeah? wax on, wax off, washing the car with Zach. <laughs> yeah, and the, the sad thing is, I'm Mr. Miyagi. That that's but like that's what's great. I can already picture like you being in these situations where you're training him how to like navigate like bachelor boot camp almost. Well, it's probably Uh, good for him to like loosen up and feel more comfortable in this role. And, you know, yes, he's used to the cameras around. He 
filmed on Gabby and Rachel's season, but this is the first time where it's like the focus is solely on him. So I'm sure this helped in a way. I mean, damn, I wish I had something. I mean, I did have the girls like the previous bachelorettes come see me, but it's always yeah. nice to help loosen you up a little bit. And so, yeah, we went in, we did some really goofy stuff. I think he'll show his personality. I think people well, are going to watch him really quickly. We did see uh, some shower scenes of you two in the promos. So <laughs> yeah, I, I told you we do some really ridiculous stuff. Way to hook the the Dang. viewers. Um, I okay. So I want to ask you then about your time as the Bachelor too. And again, everyone experiences everything so differently. What were some of your biggest fears? And on the flip side, like what were you most excited about for that first night? Oh man, um, fears, fears. I I really don't think I had any fears. Like I was so excited um, just for the experience, right? And. I think part of that excitement is not knowing what's around the corner. So every limo that pulls up, I had <laughs> no idea who was walking out, mm -hmm. if they would be a potential match or not. Um, I didn't know that this cute, bubbly little Filipino girl was going to come out and like, <laughs> just uh, take my heart. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really didn't have any fear. Like I, And I think part of that is because I'd gone through three months of being on The Bachelorette and I got a feel for how things work. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I really enjoyed my time on it. I had a lot of fun, uh, made friends with the producers. And so going into The Bachelor, I was more uh, just kind of stoked about it, for lack of a better word, than anything yeah. else. And so I, I was really, really excited. And then um, as far as things I was looking forward to, just, you know, traveling and having these experiences that the normal person doesn't get to have, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like every little date you go on is not something that, you know, Joe Schmo gets to do. And right. so the idea of traveling <laughs> and doing these amazing things all around the globe was so exciting to me. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's do great. you have, I'm curious, do you have a favorite or do you have an, a specific entrance from when you were a lead that you recall, aside from Catherine, but... Whether it's yeah. like funny or something weird, which one comes out from your night one when you were the uh, lead? So there's there's two that come to mind immediately. One was uh, a girl named Robin, who Catherine is still very good friends with. She tried to do like a back handspring in her dress, and she fell on her head. Um, and I felt oh, I felt embarrassed no. for her, so I rushed <laughs> over to try to pick her up. So I that was not the entrance she wanted to make. Please and tell me you kept her longer than night one. Yes, yes, she she's oh, she's, Robin is <laughs> she, great, and I, actually now I'm friends with her husband, so it all. It, okay, it all that's amazing. Out. She's gonna be so pissed at you for bringing that out. She's like, we let that die, we buried it, and now everybody's talking about it again. Wait, please and, tell me she's done another back handspring, like with you and Catherine at some point. No, but we need to ask her to. Catherine. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, she's gonna she uh, land that dismount. I want to see it though. Yeah, and then the second one that comes to mind, like Fifty Shades of Grey, was the biggest book at the time, and so. One of the girls came up, she was like holding a tie and she made a 50 shades of gray reference. And like, if you know me, that's just, that's not really going to hook me. Right. I'm not, I'm not that guy. And so like, that was the first moment of me thinking, okay, this is going to be a mixed bag. Like it's not uh -huh. just these girls that are, are well suited for me. Yeah. You're like, what did I sign up for? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did you, I know that Catherine had she wrote you notes throughout the season, like whether it's post-its or postcards. Do you still have all of those? I still have a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, They're very that's so special. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I was like, if you got she, rid of those, man, get out of here. She wrote me, and this is really tragic. She wrote me this long note right before um, I proposed to her. Mm -hmm. And so Chris Harrison walks out, he gives me this note. And at the time I thought, oh my goodness, this is like a dear John letter where she's leaving me here. 
and she's in not going to show up, you know, as I'm about to propose. And it was just a note about how she wanted to live the rest of her life with me and how she wanted to create a family with me. And it was very, very special. Mm. And so I've always kept that in my Bible, right? Mm. And just recently, someone broke into my truck, <gasps> stole my Bible. And You're kidding. Hey, that's going to be karma coming back to them, though. You're I kidding. Know. I am so bummed. Oh Wait, this gosh. needs to get to that person. Make it right. Re deliver the Bible back. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get it back. Also, oh. just the fact that, like, first of all, your truck got broken into and that's what they took. I know it was in. I had a bag in my truck and they just snatched the bag. And Dang. It's, it, sometimes people are the worst. Oh, oh, my gosh. Well, I hope they feel terrible once they read this letter <laughs> and the Bible. Hopefully they read it all. Hopefully, like, hopefully they read the Bible and it changes yeah. their life. Like, All oh my they got to do is put it on your doorstep. Just leave the letter. Like, you don't even have to come forward, but but re-deliver the letter. Yeah. What are the odds the thief listens to a Bachelor podcast? Yeah, there's Pretty definitely I see, slim pickings. <laughs> but um, if anyone Honestly, knows anyone who, like... TV, though. <laughs> Dang. You never oh, know. That's a bummer. Well, at least you still have some of the other ones. And I, I'm pretty sure the show... Didn't she like it, it had her words like when you were reading that, right? Yeah. So it's like you still have some part of it, hopefully. Oh, I'm yeah, trying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to find the silver lining here for you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so we've talked a little bit about your conversations with Zach, um, but there's a lot of contestants that are stepping out of the limo for the first time. Um, what is any advice that any advice if they're listening that you could give to? contestants on this season of what they have to look forward to um, and anyone who potentially wants to be a contestant in the future on seasons that aren't even around yet? Um, okay. Well, first thing that comes to mind, don't take yourself too seriously because at its <laughs> core, it is a very silly show, right? Like mm -hmm. it's absolutely ridiculous. I think the people that go into it and there were one or two women on my season that kind of had this thought, like Sean is going to be my husband, like night one, like they just, I'm here to fall in love. Sean's going to be my husband. Those people are a little crazy, right? Like just be a normal, a normal person is going to go into it and think like, this is just going to be a great experience. No matter what happens, uh, good or bad, it's going to be a great experience for me. And I'm not going to take myself too seriously because at its core, it's a silly show. And if I find love even better. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's my biggest piece of advice. Like don't take yourself seriously. Um, I mean, we need to just like make an advice thing for everyone coming on the show and be like, just read this. Here's a list from all the past leads of things that you should and should not do. Okay, wait, I have a super curious question that just popped in my head. Yep. For, for the female leads, for the bachelorettes, there was like this... Um, what wait, what do you call it? Like this by what was it? Bachelorette, it was bachelorette Bible. Bible. Oh, we're talking about is, this again. All right, okay, but I'm curious though, is all the bachelorettes like we're in a group chat, but there there is this bachelorette bible of advice. Was there like has there been anything like that with the bachelors or like with the men? Like, do you guys put each other in group chats where you like include everybody? Is there like a passing of the torch? Is there like any like top secret stuff you're not supposed to share that you can share with us? <laughs> no, honestly, not to my knowledge. There was never a bachelor <laughs> Bible. There's never been a group text, or if there has, I was left out of it. Um, <laughs> Dang, no, I, I was I was kind of flying blind. Um, 
I had never even met Ben Flanick, who was the bachelor before me, and I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I wish that I had some guidance that might have helped a little bit. Um, Interesting. But yeah, I don't I don't think the bachelors have done. Uh, it sounds like a near as good a job as the bachelorettes have done in that regard. You know, the difference between men and women. I, I also think a lot of it started. <laughs> as, I didn't, as I didn't read it. <laughs> well, I tried sending it to someone and it just didn't make it, you know. We, no, we tried. It, we tried. totally. But um, I don't, I, I was going to say something. I don't remember what else, where I was going with that. Um, But all right. Okay, Sean, it has been so much fun having you here. We're actually very excited to see your appearance and whatever silliness you have to bring for this season of the bachelor um hopefully like we said it helps Zach loosen up a little bit just get his bearings um but yeah we can't wait to see what goes down do you know what happens in the end do you know any teasers or spoilers i do i'm not gonna spoil it but i know what happens okay i, was trying <laughs> to get something up. I have hey. no idea we're going in blind this season so okay well i'll, I'll be the uh the abc promoter guy uh, it's going to be great. Tune in. Watch it. Um, yeah. Again, everyone, it premieres next week, which is crazy to say already. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what that first episode has to hold. Now, Sean, we're going to get into the last little bits of this podcast. And every week we started this new thing where we like to share resources and just keep our listeners informed about social issues. Um, and so, Michelle, would you like to kick it off this week? Yeah, absolutely. Um I read an article like two weeks ago that came across my page and it was interesting because it was titled Deconstructing Karen. And it's really interesting. I actually just pulled it up here because I wanted to um, point at just something that was like included in it. So like it's um like an Apple iTunes documentary. So I I have a an account. But if you don't, you do have to pay like 99 cents or something like that. So it's not like a free resource, but it's definitely worth it. And it talks about just kind of really for white women to start deconstructing racism and starting the journey to become anti-racist and getting real about it and how to become an ally and those different things. And it is like... Touchy is not the correct word. It definitely is for somebody who is more open to bettering themselves, for sure. And it really does challenge that. It reminded me a lot of, um, what is that book called? I'm, I'm blanking, that I gave a rec for. White, white Fragility. Very similar, but from a woman's perspective. And so... Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting read. It's an edgier read or listening you can listen to. And I'll link both of them. I'll link the article and then I'll also link um the docu-series that's on Apple iTunes that you can that you can get. Um but yeah, I, I really like it and it really touches on the whole, you know, that person that you picture with Karen and really holding yourself accountable and we know what Karen means. Um, <laughs> being and a Karen I, and means. I know after people hear this, people named Karen will probably comfort you. Like I've seen that yeah. on social media. So it's nothing against oh, actual yeah, it's, Karen. People no, named Karen. It's the con. Yeah. And it's not against, <laughs> this is only for Karens. No, <laughs> you know, just kind of what that words, it's all about like syntax and words have meaning and, and all that yeah. stuff. Right. And being a Karen, there are very nice people who are named Karen, but being a Karen means just somebody who's not lifting others up. 
and it really combats that. So um, deconstructing Karen. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Michelle. Yeah, um, Sean, I'll just share mine and then we'll let you wrap with yours. But I so I have two like one is just kind of <clears throat> one that fell into my lap. It's like probably not the best resource to share, but there is a sh- God, I don't even want to like say what this is. There's a show on Netflix that I think is new. It's called Partner Track and um, it's not great, but now I'm in it. So it's like I might as well just finish it. But um, I think it's like within episode five or six, um, there's a part and it's basically um, about this law firm in New York City. And there's two of the actors in it. One is black, one is white. They have this confrontation in a room where the white man says something like, um, <clears throat> well, you like are on track to become partner because you're black and the, the, the black character is also gay. And so he's like, you have these two things under your belt. They're not going to fire you. You basically have job security. So it goes into this whole discussion of the the black man. And I don't remember their names again. Like the show's not great, but it is a very good scene to learn from. That's why I'm referencing it is the, the black man is like you like that is that to its core. Like it has racist undertones and he goes on to explain like why that thought mentality, especially like in this very white dominated workforce is is hindering other employees and so um i would i would just say maybe check out like episode five of this show um and then the actual resource that i want to share is it's michelle we've talked about this podcast before the still processing podcast i think it's the newest Mm -hmm. episode um and i think let me look at my notes but i think the episode is called america has a problem and the hosts basically go into They talk about cancel culture without calling it like cancel culture, but they focus this episode in particular focuses on Kanye West, a.k.a. Yay. Um, And I mean, if anyone is living under a rock to like briefly summarize, he's kind of gone off the deep end and he had very terrible remarks that were racist, anti-Semitic, misogynistic tones with his tweets with things he's just put out there um that's like a whole other deep dive that you you can listen to in this podcast but it talks about like you know how long are we going to give people like him a pass like how long do we still listen to the music or celebrate the music even though we don't agree with the person or the artist um basically it's kind of like everyone has to come to that decision on their own but um it's a very great episode it goes into kind of like the history history of Kanye West. I don't know why I cannot talk today. The history of Kanye West um, and like his growth as an artist, but now why they're choosing to step away from his music and kind of celebrating him as a as this artist. So um, that was a really great listen. And it kind of reminded me, and I haven't seen this movie, but the Elvis movie did come out recently. And I, I had, I don't really know much about Elvis, but um, I guess there's similar things within like the way Elvis created his music and he stole from black artists back in the day there's this whole thing so um give that a listen it's called still processing and the title of that podcast episode is america has a problem so those are mine and now sean if you want to take it away and share your resource i will keep mine short and sweet and uh maybe you guys have heard about this book no surprise i'm quoting it it's called the bible and in (laughs) genesis 3 it says we're all created in god's image And then the person that I would probably listen to the most would be Jesus. And in Mark 12, he says, love your God with all your heart. And he follows that by saying, love your neighbor as yourself. These are the greatest commandments. If everyone would listen to those words, take them to heart, realize 
that we were all creating God's image and we should all love each other. Um, the world would be a much better place. So if you have not checked that out, please do. That's I'm quoting Mark 12, 30 and 31, by the way, if you want to look into it. All right. Thank you. And thank and forever, you. if anyone who still has Bible is listening, please deliver that back. <laughs> yeah, bring my Bible back. <laughs> Seriously. All right, Sean. Well, we can let you go. But before we do that, this is the, I would say, one of the most fun parts of the podcast. Every guest gets to share their rose and their thorn. So with everything that you have going on in your life right now, what is your rose? Like your best, happiest, favorite moment? Um, and then on the flip side, like maybe your messiest, most awkward thorn. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. I think the best is pretty easy. And I hope this doesn't sound too too cliche. I am married to the most amazing wife in the world. Every day when my kids come home from school, they bust through the door, they yell, daddy, they run to me, they can't wait to hug me. Like it is the most beautiful thing in the world. I am so thankful and grateful for every day I get with my family. So uh, that would have to be my rose. My thorn. What's my thorn, babe? She's over here on the side listening. Um, we <laughs> that your Bible was stolen. <laughs> the Bible that was a big thorn. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. My thorn at the current moment. We're working on training our our great dog Gus. We have a a bull mastiff who's still very much a puppy. Mm -hmm. uh, Papa. Well, I don't want to get too. Oh. My grandfather passed away on Monday. Uh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He was the most amazing man I've ever met. Uh, he was 97. He was uh, he was ready to go, but he had an amazing life. Um, so there you go. <laughs> Either my pup puppy training or my grandfather who passed. Which one's more of a thorn? Yeah. Well, prayers and thoughts out to you and your family. Um, you got to It sounds like you have a, another great angel above you. Oh, yeah. There's no question where he is. <laughs> well, Sean, thank you for joining us. We loved having you. I can't believe again that this is your first time <laughs> on Happy Hour, but um, please come back anytime. Also bring Catherine. We love having her on. Give her a big hug from me. Um, She's background right now. I know. I can, I can hear her. I'm like, come <laughs> over here. Come say hi. But um, coming. Well, coming. <laughs> here she is. What do you have to say? Love you guys. Hi. We love you too. You look stunning. I love you. You so always cute. look radiant, but you look so good. You're very sweet. You guys both look gorgeous. Okay, bye. good to see Thank you. you. Bye. <laughs> All right, Sean. Well, we know that you're a busy man. You have three crazy kids that you got to take care of, so we'll let you go. But thank you again for joining us today. It was my pleasure. Thank you, ladies. It's so good to see Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see more of you next week. Yay! <laughs> It was so nice talking to him. Um, it, it's so interesting just to hear from a bachelor who, you know, got started not so long ago, but we have 10 to years ago. It wasn't that I, long like, ago. It wasn't that long ago, but it was. It's 10 years. Like, that, I guess that's a lot. But just like the perspective and, and different things with it. One thing that I am going to acknowledge, what I like, I've acknowledged this before, but when we talk about like the different pressures coming into the season and what you have in your head as you're kind of like navigating during filming, honestly, as a black female coming into this, I, I always knew that I felt the pressure, but like talking to different leads about their mindset and where their focus was, I'm realizing just how much pressure I really did feel, whether I knew where it was coming from or not. At, mm -hmm. at a point but like 
though that robotic feeling or that constant feeling in the back of my head where I'm like, not to take like a, the podcast to a dark turn or anything, pun, pun not <laughs> there. <laughs> um, but really though, but really though, coming, yeah. you know, being in an area where you're like, well, how are people going to respond with this? How is this going to be taken? How is this going to be taken? It wasn't a character issue necessarily. It was very much of like what I was combat combating as a black female in that yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, did you ever talk to Rachel beforehand too? I know because Rachel was the first black lead in the I, franchise. I did. I, I did speak with her briefly. But again, I spoke with her and really wanted to respect her decision when she stepped away from the franchise because yeah. that was that season where everything had taken a turn. Well, not even a t- Everything had unfolded with, you know, Kirkconnell um controversy and and all of that and so the Annabellum party and that was what I came off of and that's definitely where I felt the pressure and it's like gosh it, it's just so different mm-hmm. it's so different yeah and you and I can't I mean you went in with completely different expectations and pressures and anxieties around certain things that I will I could never fathom because yeah, I'm not a black it's woman. Just... It's and and just knowing how you operated. I mean, yes, you. I know you mentioned like you were anxious throughout it, and there was definitely, I'm sure, times where you questioned like if this was the best role for you. But throughout, yeah. you're like you've handled everything so well. Like and and you did it the best you could. Like I think that's what yeah. everyone. Yeah, I was just. I think I was just do. more guarded. It was, but it wasn't. It wasn't guarded in like. A lot of leads, I don't know if you, people know this, but a lot of leads like tend to get paranoid of Oh yes. What are what are your intentions, producers, what are your intentions? Uh-huh. You know, everybody a lot of people get really paranoid. And for me, I did have I actually was fairly relaxed as I was going through it, but I was operating under really intense pressure mm-hmm. and really just having to think for myself with everything regardless yeah. of who was giving me advice because it was like nobody really understands what this is like or nobody that I'm talking to necessarily because mm-hmm. yeah I, I kind of really did it solo yeah that's did you have a moment like when you talk about the paranoia and sorry we're like quite totally on a tangent but yeah now I'm I just curious. was curious like, I was just just hearing you too today talk about like what was in your mind and like relax and have fun and it was yeah it was yes I I really did have fun and I really like bonded with the people around me but I was like shit we didn't have anybody come in and and talk to me or we didn't have somebody you know with Matt James there was somebody by his side consulting with him and everything like I I really did that shit by myself (laughs) I did have Caitlin and Tasha. I will say that I didn't like dang yeah, I guess I didn't even really remember that you, you know, like they'll bring past leads in or past people in to kind of kick off the season. I didn't even realize that you didn't have that. It was just like you said, you writing solo following like the most heightened time in the franchise yeah. history. And just with social media and things with Sean, he was like, well, social media was around, but it wasn't like that. And you were saying like, you know, social media was just getting started. And I'm like, shit. 
we were in COVID. We were in pandemic lockdown. Everybody did social media. Like that's all mm-hmm. you did. That's all everybody was on is getting their hands into stuff and all that's everything. I'm like, dang. Yeah. I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back right now. I'm going to go uh, take yeah. a trip. <laughs> you, you treat yourself. You, <laughs> yes. That you, shit. <laughs> just kidding. Oh gosh. But now like also now that you're out of it, like, You've checked that box. You did it. Now, like, do you feel like you can be more free in a way where you can be more yourself and breathe, even though you are still in the public spotlight and you are still, you know, you have a lot of people following you who are fans of the show. Do you feel like you can breathe a bit more now all that's behind you? Yeah. And I want to start with I'm me. Me bringing this up isn't like me saying well I didn't have that and I you know we joke about like me not being able to travel and like whatever but but it's really I'm very happy that the leads around me were able to receive that support and I did have I will say Caitlin Bristow Caitlin Bristow helped me a ton Mm -hmm. a ton um for sure but yeah I think now now I'm very much like I got myself through it I navigated that I navigated the race piece by myself. I navigate, and when I say, about, you know, I I navigated it by mm-hmm. myself, and now I'm just like, I know how to navigate things in a way where I can very much relax, and also very much realize when somebody is putting me in a situation where I will have repercussions and consequences, whether and they don't intend to, but I I've learned but to you, think for myself for and sure. You can hold the feet and, to the fire, and yeah, so and I and I've really honestly learning this new world of social media. You can mess a lot of things up, and I've been put in situations that I really could have unintentionally hurt myself, and because I am able to think for myself, I I was able to be like no no, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. turn those things down. But yeah, wild, wild times. But I'm really happy that him and Zach really to kind of bring that conversation back to Sean. Really happy that him and Zach are able to um, kind of have that relationship. And it seems like Zach has a lot of support from counterparts and just different things as he's navigating this. And that's that's great because the world's not easy. Yeah. And it's going to change very quickly for him. If it hasn't already, he will experience it. Very soon next week with his very own season premiere. Um, So, yeah, I think with that, I mean, we'll have a lot to talk about next week. I don't know who the guest is quite yet. Maybe it'll be Zach. Maybe somebody from his season. We'll find out. But, um, yeah, Michelle, it's always so great chatting with you. Thank you again for being here with me today. Couldn't do this without you, girl. Um, But, yeah, I'll see you next week. Absolutely love you. Same goes to you, Becca and Bachelor. Happy our listeners. If you know the person who took that Bible that has that letter from Catherine, if there's anything you get from that podcast, this podcast, bring it back. Please return it. Yeah. Just drop it off in the mailbox on the front step, the truck that you broke into, whatever it might be. That's nobody's got to know. Nobody's got to know. Just get the letter back. 
yeah. do the right thing here. Amen. <laughs> um, okay. Well, with that, let's end on that note then. Do the right yeah. thing. Um, thank you to Sean for joining us today. And of course, to all of you Bachelor Happy Hour listeners. We love having you on each and every week. And everybody, don't forget, casting is now open for men to date our next Bachelorette. So if you are single or if you have a friend or family member who is single that you also think would be um, ready to find love and some entertainment for the TV, please go to the website to nominate <laughs> or apply that site is bachelornation.com slash apply make sure to hit us up on social you can follow us at bachelor happy hour on instagram and from there you'll find everything you need to know to follow us on twitter and tiktok and for those prime members out there you can always listen to bachelor happy hour ad free on amazon music just download the amazon music app today or you can also listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. But before you go, make sure to tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Thank you, everyone, and see you next week. Cheers! So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. <laughs> You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 